It's the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. I'm Tom Carroll. Chris Cox joining you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. The special today, the cheeseburger with the fries and the soft drink of your choice to go along with it. Glad to have you along for the ride. Uh, March Madness, Thursday through Sunday. And, boy, uh, <laughs> I, I am, I'm tired. I'm tired, too. <laughs> It's been an exhausting weekend with basketball, it's, girls and guys. It's and staying up till one, you know, twelve thirty, one o'clock every night. It's I was going to bed early last night because, like I said, we were in Myrtle Beach for Stan's daughter's wedding, and that was a great event. That wedding was as fast as that one game last night was. I'm going to tell you, that wedding was over in two minutes, and we were like, boom, out the door, out the door into the beach. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. So, but yeah, it's some great games last night. Gonzaga, my only team left. The team I picked to win it yeah. gave me a scare. Uh, the girls on the way home yesterday gave me a scare. Um, but two number ones go down, a number two goes down, and Arizona didn't even get out of the first round <laughs> in the process. And that's a, that's a whole another topic, talking about <laughs> some of those upsets like Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> and Purdue, who, yeah. you know, I love Zach Eddy, but you can't the controversial have a, ending to can't that, have a one-man so. team, though, man. you got to have a team to, that they, more than one guy does everything because they showed me – that a team full of six three guys mm-hmm. can beat a guy with a seven foot four guy or seven one guy, whatever he is. And, and that, I'm gonna tell you, Tobin Anderson is at uh, Fairleigh Dixon. He won't be there long. <laughs> and you know who else may not be there long? Who's Bob that? Richie at Furman. You think somebody's gonna? I hire think him somebody's away? gonna say, you know what? He's made the tournament now two years. Or excuse me, this is the first year he's made tournament, but he's been postseason in the, in the mm-hmm. SoCon. I think somebody can sweep down. I, I would tell you who I think it should be, but I still like Brownell. But I would I would consider a hire there. Because if you don't, somebody in the state's going to get him. And I don't know who it will be, but somebody's going to get a really good basketball coach. Well, there's, a, what, a couple of them that have opened up already. Yeah. But uh, well, like said, we'll, to, we'll find out more at the end of the season. Uh, today you had, uh, who did I tell you, Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Ed Cooley finally leaves Providence, which I never would have done. He's built Providence into a team that makes the dance every year. And now he's going to try to do the same thing at Georgetown and – I don't know. Georgetown's one of those teams that I just don't like to talk about because they're <laughs> they're kind of class clown guys to me with Ewing and the rest of that guys. But I, I like the Cooley at Providence. I wish he had stayed. And then you got the uh, well, the Ivy schools. You look at what uh, they've been able to do. Princeton has come out. They knocked out Arizona, who we already mentioned uh, in the first round. They come back. They beat Missouri rather easily in the second round to go along with it. Now they get to go against Creighton, um, who might as well be in an Ivy League school. The Blue Jays, yeah, that's but, another team. They're like the um, old schools that you hear, like the upset. The When Gonzaga used to be that team that was like a 16 or 15 seed, that's what a Creighton is now. Uh, they got their hands full now. But, yeah, but they took out Baylor, and everybody thought Baylor had a chance of being in the final. Unbelievable, I'm now telling you. Uh, upset City. I mean, and, and it, you know, you got to pull for those underdog teams because you want to see it happen. If you got a pool, I mean, just just don't put money on it. Like I told somebody last weekend, he said, yeah, what you got riding on? I'm like, I got nothing riding on it, man, but emotions. <laughs> so, but just a great weekend. Like I said, oh, uh, I noticed today, another thing we were talking about hiring and firing. Mike Anderson's filed a lawsuit against St. John's on the same day that they may hire Rick Patino as his successor mm-hmm. from Iona. That having Rick Patino back at St. John's or any kind of big league action is a risk you take. It's, I don't know. I like Rick Patino, but he's just a tough guy to have around campus. He's got his ways. He was so good at Kentucky, and you can't hate to think that if he had stayed at Kentucky, where Kentucky would be right now. That, he's so much like the guy they've got there now. Calipari just says, if you watch the two coaches, you would think they were sons and, mm-hmm. and fathers. I mean, Calipari coaches the same way at Kentucky, which, you know, he got beat out Saturday. So, 
Um, SEC taking it on the chin in women and men's, except for a couple teams. So (laughs) So it goes along. Well, let's talk about the ladies because uh, they come up big in their second game. They take out South Florida 76 to 45 in this one. Um, You know, Stan. He, this is one of the games that he was he was fighting at, uh, wanting to see, and uh, you had the tablet up evidently, and we're, we're keeping track of the game. But for 20 minutes, South Florida played uh, a close one. It was 33 to 29 at the half. I mean, and you got the feeling that you know this game could you know actually be a game, and it could uh, be one of those. But you know, Don Staley is who she is, and and changed to quarter number three. Gamecocks amp it up, and outscored the Bulls 19 to seven. <laughs> grabbing 21 rebounds uh, and went on to the 76-45 win and that to advance to the Sweet 16 in the in the women's double and uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, that'll start place up there at the well in Greenville uh, coming up this weekend. But Gamecocks, uh, 13th time that they'll be going to the Sweet 16, their 40th game win streak on the line as well. Did you, did you see what happened in Columbia this weekend? Did not. Athletic director gave himself a raise, or the trustees gave the athletic director a raise. After he gave Don Staley another raise because they made you know the the uh, Sweet Sixteen first and now the Elite yeah. Eight, but um, just it's amazing that there's a season still going on and we're talking about raises. But let's wait in the year, see what happens. But I tell you what, Stan did do. I hate he's not here today because I I would eat crow with him today too because Don showed me Saturday or Sunday that they couldn't hit a shot. It was like the basket had a lid on it. They wouldn't open the lid so the ball would go in. But they used a tenacious defense, got back in that game, and then blew them out toward the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know now if anybody's going to beat them. And then, like I said, the upset last night all over, they heard around the world was Stanford losing to Ole Miss uh, in, in, at Stanford. And I, that's the that's one big, that helps yeah. us huge. Because I said since we played them in November that that's who we would play for the championship. But you still got your Iowa. You still got your Indianas. Um, Baylor's still around. It's, it isn't LSU's over yet. LSU's still there, LSU's and they've, still got, there. they've got a point to prove. So Angel Reese has already said. She said she wants one team and one team only. <laughs> That's one of those things you say, well, you so, know, you, you've already had them twice. It. Don't. But there again, Tom, how many times do you, you know, you finally get lucky and beat a team if you play them three or four times a year? I mean, you're going to get lucky and win a game eventually. It's almost like it's tough sledding for the Gamecocks here. I tell you the game, the team that I was out, and I won't bring it up because I was very disappointed in Georgia basketball yesterday. Jody Taylor took the job at, at Texas A&M, and they brought a lady in. I don't know her. She's an, an older white lady, and she let the emotions of the game and, and her players – and the way the game ended was just sad because, like I said, you had you had two technical fouls at the end of the game of a very close basketball game. We were talking about only a three-, four-point game, and then you had two technicals, and it just wore it out after that. The girls did free throws. Two players should have been ejected. Uh, one lunged for the ball and used her fist and it actually hit the girl in the corner of the eye with her fingernails, cut the girl. She had to come out of games, couldn't shoot the free throws. That's what I like about basketball. You take the better free throw shooter out, you can put another girl, you know, really good shooter in. The men's game, it's not so easy. Mm-hmm. Girls' game, yeah, you're not going to have a girl shooting 50% from the line. Uh, and in that game, then the last play of the game was just awful. Caitlin Clark, the star for Iowa, dribbling the ball around, and the girls just pushes her out of bounds. Just like, and, the, and she's smiling. When they call the technical, she's smiling, and the coach is like, okay. If, if I'm if I'm the AD at Georgia, disciplinary action is going to take place because that just there's no place sure, in that for basketball. Yeah. Well, Nia Boston got her double double once again, eleven points, eleven rebounds uh, in that win uh, over South Florida, and uh, the Gamecocks finished the game fifty five rebounds, twenty four of those on offense, 
to go along with it. They converted 17 second-half chance points, um, and they scored 34 points in the paint, blocked 10 shots, and forced 11 turnovers. So that's, that says it all, Mo- most of that happening in the second half. But it was also going to happen. Like I said, it, it had to, when they went to half, I mean, it was really close. I, I mean, they were, they were missing layups. Cordoza was – I mean, I think she missed three straight layups. And I'm like, you know, Willie's in the background hollering, use the backboard. Use the backboard. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where she was on the floor or something, but, I mean, I think Dawn, she does teach them to use the backboard. Um, but, uh, you know, we got our what we call the freshmen this day, and I've been talking about all year. You got Breezy Hall and, and some of the newer girls. Zaya Cook played the game yesterday of her career. You know, she's a senior. She went out on a – her last game, if that was her last game in Columbia, and it is because that's probably her last home game. She went out a winner yesterday. She had, what, 25 points and six or seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. Huge game for Zia Cook. And like I said, Breezy Hall and Bree Bill and, and, and the the one they call L.A., who's Leticia Amahir. Um, just great game by the seniors and the – Yeah, and you mentioned Zion Cook. She basically led the way and kind of took everything over in that second half, uh, leading to what she had, what, 26 points total, I think it was? Yeah, she had three so, straight threes in the third yeah. quarter, so that was huge. That's, just, I mean, huge – at a at a point in the game when you need to have somebody step up, she did. But so. that defense is tenacious, and that's what's going to probably – if they win another championship, that's what it will be from is defense. <laughs> they went, uh, South Florida went 5 of 28 from the floor in the second half with three-pointers. <laughs> <laughs> when you launch that many and you only make five, you're not going to win a lot of games. Of course, they held them to 40% shooting as well. So. Yeah, they had that one girl, that Sinky, Elena Sinky or whatever her mm-hmm. name was. She had a really good game yesterday. I think she had 30, 20 points and 12 or 13 rebounds, but a really good game for her. All right. So Gamecocks move on. They advance uh, to this weekend, make it to the Sweet 16 there once again. What did you think of Don Staley's attire, giving a, a little love to some of the smaller schools? I, here's the thing. I mean, I, I – for me, I'm an old school guy. I mean, you know, I'm a Gamecock. She coaches the Gamecocks, and I think she should wear Gamecock apparel. But now you, we can't just sit there and she can't. You know, she wears her Philadelphia Randall County hands when they're in it. I'm okay with that. I mean, I just I still think at some point in time you need to have black and garnet as part of your attire. <laughs> um, it's I still am not a big Dome fan because, like I said, she's a political analyst using a sporting stage to promote her political opinions about mm-hmm. things. I think that's wrong. And I think the university and Ray Tanner should take a stance. And not just because, hey, she's our women's basketball coach. We win the national championships for her. That's not what I want to see. I mean, if you got Shane Beamer doing the same thing and doing things like, you know, on his soapbox and and we win national championships, that's I'm not going to be any different because it's a girls basketball coach against a guy's football coach. It's not going to matter. Right and wrong for a university. You, if, if your stance isn't what the coach's stance is at the university – I mean, you're the one that controls that. Trustees, Ray Tanner. Um, but all in all, like I said, I think all it – like I said, she's done a heck of a job coaching this year. Uh, she, she To see her use players that have never played in college basketball, a Chloe Kitts that gets on campus in January and she's playing <laughs> in the in the postseason, it's unreal. I thought she was just going to bring her in and let her sit down. And then I saw yesterday when we were leaving the beach that she's she's got a girl that's six seven that's leaving the Stanford area to come here to play to play basketball for Dawn Staley. And I mean, when you go in Stanford and and, and Cal's backyard and you're taking California girls, that shows you the reach out there that Dawn does have. I mean, she's got a reach on women's college basketball. I think it's awesome. The kids, yeah, kids had. Well, she played for two minutes. Yeah, she played. So, I mean, she yeah. she got in the game. I mean, and, and what that is, Tom, is that's teaching. That's it, getting in there. I want you to handle the ball, a couple possessions. Make sure they're going to trap you at half court. 
uh, don't turn the ball over. You know, turn the ball over, you come back over here. I think she had a turnover. That's why she got two minutes. <laughs> yeah, they had five freshmen that came that have come in. The freshmen, like I said, Breezy Hall being the big one is is unbelievable. And and just think about what that's doing for that school. I, just think about what the, the experience these girls are getting in postseason is unreal. All right, moving towards uh, what's happening here locally, we'll start with Erskine as their baseball team ends up getting back on the winning track as they bounce back against Limestone 11-8, to the final in this one. Uh, as once again, of course, the hero of the day was none other than Dale Francis Jr. Once again, he went 4-5 of at the plate, scored two runs, had three RBIs to go along with it. Um, the other one was Christian Rivera, again, going 2-3 uh, uh, from the plate. Three runs he scores, one RBI to go along with it, and it's just kind of gets you know go down the line in that regard but uh, he was the player of the day overall recorded his third four hit game of the season uh, this past Tuesday and just 17 starts on the year so with that Erskine now heads uh, uh, into uh, uh, game this coming Friday I believe they end up taking on or finishing up I guess you would say with Boston or Barton College Barton they had a big weekend of it Erskine the girls uh, the beach volleyball they did well, girls softball. I mean, it's that time of the year now, Tom. When, you, when you're finding stuff now, Landers putting stuff out, Erskine, uh, me being at the beach this weekend, coastal. I mean, everything I saw down there was coastal. Everything was teal. It was I'm teal. surprised the wedding wasn't teal. teal these, it it could have been, <laughs> but I, I think you know they're Gamecocks. They're staying. What can get away with that one? But yeah, and then the uh, you mentioned the ladies softball team up there at Erskine. They beat Georgia College two to one. Have proved themselves to ten and two or ten and four overall as of right now. And. Um, it was Kaylee Ingle uh, once again struck out a pair of batters in the first inning and went to work, and she had uh, got to be the winning pitcher in the process of all of that. So big win for them as well, and now uh, they get to begin um, with showing college, I believe. So Yeah, we. I'm trying to think where we <laughs> – I tell you, you know, I had my, my weekend experience. I got to stop at that place, that gas station Bucky's or whatever. <laughs> and PC, the Lander girls were there too. Uh, the softball team, they were going to Chow, and I think, or else PC was. And we were talking to them, and I got to meet the coach at Lander mm -hmm. for the women's softball team. And I met her, gave her a card. I said, want to talk sometime, you know. She said, all right. You know what she said? She said, probably got to go through Brian Reese. I said, well, I don't forget it. You know? <laughs> not, I can't get him to return anything, so I'll let Tom Carroll handle that. But they were all at Bucky's, and like I said, we all were, they had their Lander attire on, looking cool. We had our Lakeland sports guys attire on, looking cool. Um, and, and like I said, to see them and PC in the same gas station is what it is. It's like a convenience. I mean, a Walmart, but anyway, I was unreal. And and some of those softball girls are like, well, you know, like I'm vertically challenged anyway to be five foot three, but whatever. But I mean, there there's some of those pitchers like the one. Uh, what's the lady's name that's pitching for Lander? She's like six four, six three. I was like, what, what's that? She need to be playing basketball. <laughs> I don't know if uh, but they, Crawford would go for that or not. Yeah, one of the two played. <laughs> one of the two played Chowan, since we're talking about Chowan. So, yeah, um, they took on Young Harris uh, every day okay. this past weekend. Right. So, so it was PC then. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so we'll follow along and see what's going on. Speaking of women's softball, um, they get to take on Catawba Ridge this coming oh. or Catawba Ridge, Catawba. <laughs> This coming Wednesday and Georgia College, they get a three-game set with them uh, over the weekend on Friday and Saturday as well to go along with it. But the fact that you took out Young Harris last weekend, 
makes it that much sweeter, I think. But again, you got another tough wine, and Catawba is no hunt, you know, no no easy task to go along with it. I know why you say Ridge, because we went to do the football games for Greenwood at Catawba Ridge. Catawba's just further It's like up the street. It's like, holy cow. <laughs> go along with it. But there's a lot going on there. And then baseball-wise, uh, congrats to the to the Bearcats. They take two out of three against North Georgia, a ranked team in the process of all of this. They did lose earlier to North Greenville, which – uh, you know, no ill will there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to lose to North Greenville, including um, the Flying Fleet. They they lost uh, well. They lost the series, but this is the second series that that Lander has won uh, so far this year. The other one being USC of uh, Buford. Hey, yeah, the Sand Sharks. So. At, the, at the end of the year, Tom, you look at it and, you, and you've lost a, one game to North Greenville. That's good. Well, I mean, there's other games coming against North Korea, and, and so that's they're set in the middle of the week, though. Well, that, that's fine. I mean, like I said, Landon Powell's got a heck of a baseball team up in Tigerville, as you say, and um, they're a good baseball team. And then you got to look at uh, men's and women's track as of right now at Lander. Addie Davis plays seventh in the Javelin. Um, Elydra Sabatino placed eighth in the Javelin as well to go along there. And for the men, Malcolm Johnson plays fifth in the triple jump. Uh, Gage uh, Kukaka. <laughs> placed uh, eighth in the high jump. I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounced Kikaya? that. Uh, Kikaya. You did burn me. So we'll <laughs> see. Uh, that's there. But congrats to them. That's the first time, uh, you know, they've, they've competed over the weekend and had four athletes score for the Bearcats. So. Give, you, I give your Tigers credit. They they had a huge weekend in track, girls and guys. Yeah. I mean, it's. I tell you what, I spent more time, like, this weekend – at that wedding, but we still kept linking stuff up because every time I see something, and for anybody who wants to know, let me just go ahead. Tom does a lot of the Killums and stuff. I do a lot of Killums and stuff, Carolina stuff. We, we split Erskine and all. I'm the one throwing Till Nation out there. It's not Tom Carroll, so don't get mad at him. Uh, we just got a lot of people that love the football and basketball down there, especially now that we have a, the coach from Landers down there now. Coach Patterson, so I'm yeah. definitely the one that's actually putting that stuff on. But just to, the fact that. You're going to start seeing Coastal around here with a lot of stuff. The beach volleyball there. They have a hockey team. I did not know that. Is it sure it's not field hockey? No, this is on this ice. Is a- <laughs> <laughs> it's a club level, but they competed uh, the the Frozen Four, as they call it, it's going on now in college hockey. Mm-hmm. And they competed in a club event somewhere uh, and actually did fairly well. I put it on the website. So there again, I, the, the hockey, that was me. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big <laughs> hockey guy, but I thought it was pretty cool that, of all places, Conway, South Carolina has a, a frozen hockey team. All right, you got me intrigued. <laughs> at the, it's at the club level, and, of course, they don't have the club level. Yeah, they're not going to have I'm going to have to go back and find out where that's you, at. You're, look, I want you to read, look it up and read it up. But see, there again, that could really be how NIL helps teams like this. Start from a new from, and, and, and get it up there to the frozen level where it's at. <laughs> I just want to know where they play. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, a lot of the, the indoor places around here, they've closed now. Augusta's closed there. They got the air trampoline place. Well, you got the Jackrabbits up in Greenville. They still have their practice facility you and do. game facility up there. So And the little, I can't remember what the name of the little uh, convocation center right there in Greenville was up there beside Christopher Cream, but uh, it, they do the art, I mean, the knife shows there now. It's not, it doesn't have the ice anymore where people can just go and skate. But yeah, when I saw that, I put it on there and I'm like, Coastal? Because I was like, wait a minute, is this, this isn't hockey hockey? And I saw them with the, the sticks and the blades, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I went on and read it was field level, so. <laughs> But I'm into this beach volleyball, man. I'm telling you, I'm into. Like I, I said, you're hooked on something. We're, we're gonna, like I said, I, 
Gamecock, the girls play at, at Wheeler Beach. I got, I got to figure out what that's at. It's over there near the baseball stadium somewhere. But And then Coastal and then Erskine and then Landers probably got it. I mean – yeah, Lander. Well, well, they got beach, they got rugby. Though. They got rugby. Yeah, yeah, beach volleyball. They definitely have at at Erskine. And they got women's wrestling. I don't think Erskine has that either. Yeah. So, but again, Title Nine's done a wonderful job as far as ladies athletics, and it's kind of even across the board. And like I said, you know, I, I imagine some people get tired of watching guys running around playing sports and stuff. So, Title Nine's done it right. I mean, they're out there. You look at the women's. I'd like to see. The viewership for women's Final Four this year and men's Final Four. I bet it would be close as far as viewers. Well, you and I are, are living proof of that, that <laughs> I've watched more of the men. You watch more of the ladies this past weekend. So. I watch the women because they're a couple of really hot girls on the basketball teams. But that's just that's why I'm into the women's volleyball. So I tell the truth. I mean, I'm, yeah, well – uh, moving on to the smaller ball as far as baseball goes, uh, Clemson ends up falling to Duke. Uh, Duke takes two out of three in this one. They lose Sunday 11-8. to Clemson had the lead and gave it up uh, there in the eighth inning uh, to go along with it. And the Blue Devils, um, you know, thanks to the long ball again, uh, doing the job. And that's been kind of the bugaboo for the Clemson Tigers is they've been able to, to give up that long ball late in games. Did you hear Bake Hotch? The coach on um, the Clemson coach yesterday, or the day after that, he's like, Not only was the wind blowing, <laughs> they were hitting bombs <laughs> off. My, he's like, I don't, I'm not sure what my pitcher decided to do. He must have had a sore arm and he's trying to just get the ball across the plate. But <laughs> he was not happy. That's what you're going to love about this guy, Tom. Eric Baycotch is one of those guys that's he's full of emotion. He doesn't care. I mean, if he offends you, he'll apologize. But he's just so funny to listen to him. He's not just like that plain Jane, like Ray Tanner was that we had. It was like, I don't know what the pitch, you know, it's not one of those guys. He's very emotional about it. And if, if you lose, you lose. He's, he's kind of like Monty Lee was. Mm-hmm. You know, Monty was never happy with anything. So, <laughs> Well, the Tigers going to conclude a 10-game homestand uh, tomorrow. They take on Winthrop, first pitch set for 6 o'clock to go along. Tough game that, right so. there, man. They, yeah. they always give the Tigers a well, tough they, game. They, they lost last week to Winthrop, so <laughs> we'll see how it goes again. But that game was at four field, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. And then uh, Jack Mahoney, once again, perfect. Another win, his 20th uh, this past Sunday to go along with it as uh, – well, what can you say about the Gamecocks? Rank 16th as of right now, and they come away with a 12 to 1 sweep of the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, of all things, at Georgia. Um, so, a little embarrassing for the Bulldogs. I noticed my buddy Chris Phillips has posted on Spurs up. I, I, I didn't check his work, but I mean, if he put it out on there, I'm going to trust it. But a new poll came out this morning, and I think they're 11. All right. They moved all the way up to 11. Uh, but, Tom, there again, you're living and you're dying on the long ball. What happens when you go against the SEC-style pitching that we thought we'd see at Georgia? Um, rain had a lot to do with that. You know, the couple of, we, a couple of those were like, we tried to play, we ended up playing Friday-Saturday doubleheader mm-hmm. uh, and then winning those. Um, but, again, against Georgia, a team that's going to be a perennial team, uh, anytime you play a conference and it's a win, you take it, especially a road game. Yeah, or, but Mahoney went so. six innings. I mean, that, that's I mean, he's come back from the injury that he had uh, – and do that, what, this is his third outing, fourth outing? He's doing what we thought Saunders would do last year, and Saunders kind of a little bailed a little bit, failed a little bit. But Mahoney's not. He's just – he's going crazy, and it's fine. Keep going. I just – I'm scared, though. Like last year, you know, we hit a lot of bombs, and I'm scared because sooner or later we've got to rely on the pitch. And, I mean, if you put up 13 runs, I mean, you better win games. I'm just telling you, in, in any league you conference you play in, you put up 13 runs, you better win. 
All right, Mike Kingston had this to say in his post-game uh, interview after the big uh, sweep of the Georgia Bulldogs. Your team on the road. That means big. This league, it's really hard to do. Played a really good team in Georgia. Hot coming in. Did everything well this week. Get hit. Play great defense. We just played a complete weekend. Great to see you on this how, how confident did you feel coming into today, though, with Jack on the mound and knowing that they didn't have a whole lot left? Yeah, look, any, anybody we pitch right now, you're very confident when they're on the balance. That's the position we're in right now. Pitching staff, we just we have depth, we have talent, and it's just next man up. It's Sanders, it's Hall, and then it's Jack today. You just feel good about it. You know you have a chance every day, and they give us a chance to win every time they pitch. It gives our offensive chance to breathe and then relax and try to do the thing. So there you have a little bit of the post-game conference after the big win against Georgia. Of course, all of that was done via uh, – the computer and, and today's day and age with Zoom and everything else going on. So I apologize for a little feedback that happened in there amongst all of that, but uh, that wasn't our doing. So You know, to, tell me what a year make, difference in the year makes with this team. You know, last year you had a Mark Keyson that might be, I don't know what we're doing, I don't know where we'll get the run support from. And then I'm telling you, Tom, you bring a guy, and I said in like Monty Lee, I still think that this is his replacement. So Mark brought his own replacement in, but I think working together, I think this that's what this team needs right now. And as long as it's working that way, Ray's fine with it, and I'm fine with it. Well, what we saw last year with Mark Eason, it didn't cut it last year, and it certainly wasn't going to cut it this year. And he brought help in for, for Mark yeah. Eason and eventually what, saved his job. What I see, though, is these two should probably switch roles. I think I, th- I, th- I think that, that Kingston is probably the better recruiter and game planner. Mm-hmm. Whereas Monty Lee's probably the better, better oh, coach. coach. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, we got a guy in, in Mark Keenson from South Florida. We didn't know anything about Bulls baseball and, and everything down there. And I think, it, like I said, it was just a hire because we needed a we needed a body to fill that role as as a coach. And uh, because that was when Holbrook had done his moving around. And so, all in all, I, it's just I'm excited about it this year. I really am, and I'm I'm more excited to have Monty Lee there with Mark Easton. So I feel better about the season. If it was the opposite again, I probably wouldn't be as big on, on game caught baseball this year. All right, we're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood as the uh, Gamecocks are going to be back in action, I believe, Tuesday. Uh, they're going to be in Charlotte at Truist Field. Uh, they'll take on the 49ers, scheduled for 6.05 pitch to go along with that. And that'll be interesting because that ballpark <laughs> is a little smaller, is it not? It I is. Mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's 400 or just under 400. I saw a North Carolina play two games there this weekend, I think. Or, yeah, this weekend there. And North Carolina had – 12 home runs, six, I mean, uh, 11 home runs. Yeah. So can you imagine the Yarcocks getting in there? <laughs> it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long <laughs> night for somebody pitching that baseball. All right, moving on towards the high school action, what's going on? Uh, big news that came out earlier today, just pass it along to you. The spring practice schedule is out for the Greenwood Eagles football team for 2023, and they will start practice on May the 1st. Um, and what they'll do is they'll practice to the 10th. Then on the 11th, um, they'll have uh, kind of a, a little soft scrimmage to go along with it. Then they'll practice again the 15th, 16th, and 17th, with the spring game being May the 18th. Getting close, man. So, yep. So that'll be fun, and we'll give you more details on that 18th uh, to go along with it. I can't wait. It's I, be exciting. Get back to the Taj? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> so looking forward to that. But once again, spring practice for the Eagles starts uh, on May the 1st, runs through the 18th or 17th, and then the spring game on the 18th to go along with it. Unreal. Um, and from my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, I think the 19th is going to be the makeup day. Should we have rain or something of that nature? So, And you've been going out to the quarterback uh, competitions that, I, I that Chris out. has been doing, and how, how's it going? Is it last Wednesday? I went out. And it was it was awesome. It was awesome to watch the amount of kids that are still coming out and, and what they're learning and uh, the footwork that they're learning, uh, all the different drills and things of that nature. Definitely going to translate into, um, I think, the future of of not only Eagle football but also towards what's at 96, what's at, at Emeralds, at Abbeville, some of those guys that came through. Dixie uh, had some of those younger guys. Even at the, the JV, or JV and the, the uh, middle school level, some of those kids were out there and they're learning. So uh, I think Chris is well on his way to getting the quarterback that he wants um, to develop and, and get into his system. Let's just hope he's not as hard on him as he, as he was on himself because, I mean, Chris Leonard was a good quarterback in your high school. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, really good quarterback. And you're right, he knows what he wants. And the thing I love about Chris Leonard that I've seen a couple of years with him being there to take coach is the fact that he is, I guess we would all be considered Willis Perquette disciples, but <laughs> he doesn't coach with that style. He has his own style and mentality. And just what he's doing here to try to get the kids to come out from the middle schools two quarterback camps to build them up as well. Think about what he's doing for – let's say one of these kids turns into a, a five-star from Greenwood or from wherever. Look what he's done for a university that's going to recruit this kid. He's already – he's getting them at the top level. And the seven-on-seven, I mean, I mean, there's we're going places with that seven-on-seven this summer that you wouldn't think. I think we're going to Coastal. He's got one of those seven-on-sevens at Coastal Carolina, I believe. I know we've got Avalon and Greenwood, which are locally here. but yeah, we've got two of those, and then I think one at Lawrence. And then I don't know where the other team in North Carolina is. I was going to ask you about that anyway. But it's another <laughs> one of Chris's buddies that they're playing Crest or something like that. But, I mean, we know, being, since he's been coached for a couple of years, we know if, if, if he's got a game or a coach he likes to travel. And we, we Like you said, you spoke on it the other day. We've got a couple of really good games coming up this year. We're going to travel. Uh, and oh, you're yeah. going to finally make that trip, I hope. So. <laughs> I'm going to make it. But, uh, yeah, also the Greenwood Eagles uh, this past weekend, they put out their uh, 2023 football schedule. It starts with – and we get a lot of home games this time around, which I is – I'm, I'm, I'm loving. But we the still, We still got a four-game uh, road trip. Uh, in order to make. But we start at home against AC Floor. Then we go on the road down to Sandy Creek, um, down there in lower part, well, uh, South Atlanta kind of-ish uh, in that regard. So we'll make the trip down there on the 25th. Then we get dormant at home. North Augusta uh, is at North Augusta. No, it should be. Is it at North Augusta? I thought it should have been It should home. be at home. It should, should be because we played there yeah, two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, it, you're right. It is a, it is North Augusta at home. We get T.L. Hanna at home. Then we get a bye. Um, we go on the road to Berea, to Easley, Westside. So we get a, a three-game uh, road trip to go along with it where we're home against uh, Greenville and then home against Pickens to close out the season. I sent you the thing. I'm already crying about Westside, but I'll, tell, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll handle that one myself. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that'll be 13th of October. But That's a football um, schedule, Tom Carroll. That's, that's a good – Just to, I mean – Well, you look at the teams that are going to be ranked. Sandy Creek probably going to be 
preseason number one um, over there in, in 3A to go along with that. Dorman will be ranked. North Augusta will be ranked. T.L. Hanna for sure will be ranked in 5A. Um, easily not so sure where they're going to be, but Westside will be with a Cutter uh, – uh, with Cutter being there, and then Greenville will be in top five once again, and then we close out with Pickens, who has a new coach to go along with it. So, really, Berea and Pickens, two new head football coaches yeah. to go along with it. And you think about it. That and Dorman. So, we got three yeah. new football And we don't know coaches. who those and, – and who they're – when you talk about a new coach, you they may bring somebody with them we don't know about. The thing I'm excited about AC Floor is last year they had Markel Townsend, mm-hmm. who was the running back that's going – he may have gone to Carolina. Uh, and the quarterback, which is not going to be there. So you're going to be looking at another new team, another new coach that Curtis took Curtis's place, and now he's in his second full year, but he's losing players. Now you, he's probably sitting in the locker room now just thinking about what am I going to do? Who have I got? Now it's when you see the panic set. Uh, they're going to be fine at AC Florida, but it's a game we should have won last year, and I, I look forward to playing at home this year. I really do. You know, and I'm anxious to see what happens with this with this offense. Are we going to go back to kind of that that triple option threat uh, spread out run, uh, whatever you know variation that's there? Are we going to have that, or are we going to go more towards a passing offense like Chris wants to go to this time around? Much like Emerald did this previous year, they've got already one year under their belt, and they did really well they the did. first year. They played well in the, in, a, in that's the thing. I mean, you think about uh, uh, Debose as a head coach at at Emerald, you expect them to be more like Abbeville and run the ball 90% of the time. He said, no, we're going to bring in some coordinators and we're going to throw the ball. I think it's needed. I I don't want to say this, but I think the people in the town of Greenwood, I think they're tired of running. I think they want to see what football on a college level is like, and that means throwing the ball down the field. Uh, we just haven't had the players. We've had the line to do it. We just haven't had that quarterback or really speed on the outside, slot receivers, uh, to do that. We've been – and you got – like I said, when you come into a system, you got to use what you got as players. That's why Chris has expanded this quarterback search type deal. Um, and I thought about the other day. You know how you got all these America's Got Talent and everything? We can call this Chris Liner's next quarterback search. <laughs> and that's what this can be called. And I mean, it, it, let's he find. Let's say he finds that diamond in the rough. I like what you said the other day. If you're a receiver and you got a quarterback you like playing with, come out too. Mm-hmm. That, this is a way for him to find players and the diamonds in the rough that you don't normally see. This is Chris Liner stepping out of Greenwood High School, going to middle schools, going around Greenwood and saying, hey, if you can throw it and he can catch it, I want to see you play. And I want you to play for me. But I got my rules. So I'm, I'm ecstatic and excited about it. I know you've been very excited about going out and watching the quarterback competitions. Uh, and it, it's exciting for Greenwood. But I think Greenwood as a whole – I know several of the fans that I've talked that they want to see a change with the offense, and that's what Chris wants too. So we're on the same page. It's just uh, we're so used to being a run the football, you know, Tom. And just think about if we get a good quarterback that's got speed that can run that ball and throw that ball, that dynamic changes totally. Well, the next quarterback camp is going to be Wednesday, okay. last one of the season. They had one on Sunday um, from 3 to 5. They got last one this Wednesday, March 22nd, 4 to 6 o'clock. So Might last chance to, to get out there and, and uh, get a little extra done. Might need to get out for that one. Then. Yeah. Yeah, see what happens. See what's next. <laughs>
We can be the judges. I'm in, the, in the process of all that. Um, other action that took place to start with uh, Emerald and what's going on with their boys varsity soccer. They end up beating Pickens two to nothing. That's huge. Uh, there, the girls also win three to two, so they end up sweeping soccer against a four A school. Yeah. They, how, how exciting is that one, Tom? Yeah, that's, that's, that's big news. Incredible. That's big news. And then St. Patrick's Day, the boys' junior varsity baseball team, big win over 96, 3-1. to one. Uh, They went in that one. And uh, if I, I think their next game, I'll have to look at their schedule. But the winning pitcher was uh, Hunter Archibald. He went four innings, uh, had six Ks to go along with it. Justin Scott went two from three from the plate, as did Colson uh, Mariano. Yeah, I was concerned this weekend with the weather and possibly of rains and everything, but it held off pretty nice. And I mean, these they got the games in like they wanted to. We don't have to reschedule, and that was a good deal. Yeah, big big wins there. As far as uh, Greenwood win, boys varsity golf they split against Lexington and Chapin, uh, taking second place uh, against Chapin in that one. Three uh, three what three hundred twenty eight points they end up scoring there, and then. Um, when you look at junior varsity baseball, they fell to T.L. Hanna 4-3 to in game two of a doubleheader, and uh, game one, they end up winning 2-1. to Yep. So, big wins there. C-team got involved as well. They beat T.L. Hanna 5 to nothing and 3-1. to No, least C-team, I don't know. They get mad. <laughs> and girls track, they finished second at Emerald's home meet uh, in this regard, so congrats to them. Um, track meets, uh, they seem to last, it seems, forever. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to one, but they finished second out of eight teams. Their first or six first place finishes uh, here so far. The team will be back in action um, coming up this past, this weekend, I believe. They just finished up over at Lawrence, too, so yeah. i gotta, I got to get the score on that one this past weekend. I haven't, haven't heard. It's amazing. I'm telling you, there's a lot to cover when you got the, you know, these spring sports starting, man. It's, it's awesome. Yep, so that's what we've got uh, celebrating local-wise uh, in and around the Lakelands as of right now. Uh, if you've got uh, information as far as scores or uh, you follow along, please post it on our Facebook page, the Lakeland Sports Guys. We'd love uh, for you to, to go ahead and acknowledge that or send it to us, and we'll post it. Like I said, you, when you come to Howard, you don't know who you'll see. I walked in, and I know that you've been talking to Ben Jammer and everything. He spoke to me. He was with my cousin up here, and I'm like, stick around, man. And, you know, we've been trying to get you, you know, since you took your new position with what you're doing these days, and we want you to talk to us and tell us about it. Uh, he didn't stick around, so Ben, it's on you. I wouldn't say anything about it, but <laughs> I figured I'll, I'll get you out by peer pressure. So. But anyway, we love having him out here, and he's doing a wonderful job over at South Main. So um, look forward to having him back on. Like I said, I tried to work on something with, with Dan Scott, and he just was so busy, Tom, with Furman and, and everything that they accomplished in the first round of the tournament. And What a big win for that program. We kind of went by that one and forgot to mention them, but the Paladins were the upset of uh, Virginia, and, and uh, I think you called that game, by the way. <laughs> so, But a big win for the Paladins and, and Bob Ritchie. And, you know, we joked about it. Don't be stunning. Bob Ritchie at Furman's not another name of a coach that one of these teams that does make a change, they don't come looking at a guy like that because he's young. Um, how cool was it to watch Dan, uh, Darren Horn the other night? Oh, yeah. He's still younger than I am, which is still amazing considering he's been in coaching a lot longer than that. But to see Dan Horn with a, with his team in the postseason, you kind of question was Frank the right hire at that time? You, you fired a coach that was that's been to dances before, and you bring in old Frank, and he gets you to a couple, and he, you know he gets you to a final four, and and then now you know we, I kind of questioned if that was the right move right there. 
But now that would have been – that's not on Ray Tanner, so everybody don't jump on Ray about that one. That would have been on uh, the former uh, director we had. I can't think of Hyman, Eric Hyman. So. But just see Darren Horner back out there again doing it, and that changed a bit. And, and his style of coaching hasn't changed a bit, and they played a really good game too. All right. Uh, the only other thing I've got is make sure to get out and support your teams. As of right now, I know Greenwood baseball will be in action tomorrow, 630, over there at uh, Greenwood, and then they go on the road against Easley at Easley at 630 on Thursday. Um, they'll play Thursday and Friday. Uh, we'll be back at Easley. So three games against Easley, home, away, and home, if you all remember right. that way, all the games at 630. That's awesome. So love that. And then the JV gets in action, C team gets in action uh, on Wednesday and tonight. Found my new house cleaner, by the way. I see Hazel's got a mop again. She does a wonderful job. So She does. She just Pay that girl <laughs> some more. She's worth it. <laughs> pay her in candy. It smells good in here, too. Right? It smells like candy. That's awesome. <laughs> so get out there. Support your teams wherever they may be. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Thursday right in the middle of March Madness to go along with all of that um, in the process. And come on, I can see Howard and his staff. Amber does a great job of helping out. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that... Uh, we get her and her staff uh, mentioned here because not only do they, you know, keep your water glass filled or whatever you might be drinking, but they'll bring the food out to you, and it's always fresh and hot. It, yeah, never a bad meal here. Always good. Of course, Thursday, twice baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich. You, you got it now, man. You got to throw that deuce up for twice baked. So. <laughs> you got it, Tom. Girl. All right. Stan Stivey will be back with us on Thursday, I'm told. Looking forward to that and finding out his thoughts on the wedding. And, and uh, I'm actually see how much food he brought. Podcast on the wedding. How about that? We can do a whole podcast on it. But anyway, it was a good weekend. I mean, congratulations, Jamie and Stephen. And I wish them well throughout their life. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.